Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Wet Palette Podcast. I am your host, Brenda. As you may have heard, maybe, Bon Appetit's April issue just hit the stands with Miami being named their 2023 Food City of the Year, the first time they recognize an entire city. With me today to shine a light on this exciting development is David Whitaker, President and CEO of the Greater Miami Convention and Visitors Bureau. Welcome, David. Thank you, Brenda. I'd like to start, if you'll allow me, by reading a beautiful quote from the Greater Miami website about Miami that I recently read and fell in love with. And let me tell you why this is important. I am unapologetically highly critical anytime anyone describes Miami, but this one gets it right. The destination is unique and brimming with endless experiences. We are a range of emotion sensations and experiences from warm and friendly to savory to sensual to thrilling dynamic and energized most of all we are unexpected this is the part i love (laughs) unexpected in our cultural hospitality and entertainment offerings unexpected in the opportunities to be found and unexpected in the diversity that beats at the heart of the destination in everything we do and everything we put out and offer the world We seek to embody and communicate this wealth and range in a way that is appropriate, authentic, and true to the brand. Amen. Did you write that? I wish I did. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever wrote that, kudos. (laughs) But it really does nail it, huh? Right? It's beautiful. And I might be using that from now on. When anyone asks about Miami, I'm like, listen, we're unexpected. (laughs) David, I know you graduated from USF. Were you also born and raised in Miami? No, I've lived here a long, long time. In fact, I'm back for my kind of second tour of duty. I had started my career here right after college, uh, originally from Georgia, by the way, and then uh, from Georgia, uh, the home of the Vidalia Onion, so cooking has been a part of my life Mm. from the beginning. Mm -hmm. But after college, I found my way to Miami and uh, started at the Convention of Visitor Beer. was here for almost 18 years, left to go to Toronto, another great tourism city, and then the last five years in Chicago, my predecessor... Uh, after an incredible career here, retired, and I was blessed to have a chance to come back. So I've been back all for almost a year and a half, uh, thrilled to be back in the city that I love. And things like Bon Appetit, naming us Food City of the Year, I mean, that's that's what it's all about, right? You talked about savory of that list of great yes. adjectives, and really food is at the heart of a lot of the visitor tourism experience, whether you're a business traveler, whether you're a family vacation, whether you're just getting away with friends. We all love to get in that great city and, and have that great meal experience, and it really helps to find a destination. I have one question before we move on fully to Miami. Tell me. I have one question. Giordano's or Lumalali? <laughs> I like Lumalali's. Yes, okay. Okay, we can be friends now. Yeah. Okay, we can continue now. <laughs> Big fights up there. <laughs> I, I, so I hear, and if I say the wrong answer, sometimes they kill me, but we're okay, we're good. Tell me, when did you first hear about this Bon Appetit designation? Was it a surprise by the magazine? Did you know this was in the works? No, we. I wish we had. We probably could have prepared a little bit, but, you know, obviously... It was a surprise for it's us. It's nice for it to be a surprise, But a wonderful too. surprise. And then we quickly activated, of course, uh, and have some plans in the future, including having a chance to talk to partners like you. But but it really was a, you know, my my heads up was I got a phone call from uh, a foodie that's a friend of mine who, who who had gone to, he was traveling and he actually went to a newsstand. Wait, not even the magazine called? He had, uh, they called the, literally the next day, but he had gone to a newsstand. <gasps> and had seen it because it hit the newsstands before it hit the subscriber base okay 
yeah. and so we I got a day's heads up notice. But we were, we're thrilled. We're thrilled. And Bon Appetit's such a great partner in the whole publications lineup, and and uh, and we're and we're having a lot of fun with it. As as we should, and well deserved. How does this new accolade directly impact our community economically? Well, food is synonymous with travel. Uh, we do a lot of research, visitor research tools that we use. Clearly, number one thing visitors do is shop. That's been decades long, probably ever since uh, the first cavemen were vacationing. You know, they went shopping. Um, but number two, right behind shopping, is eating, eating out. And when Gotta you, eat. And when you ask visitors what were the things that they remember most about their vacation experience, the, the food experience was right there at the top. Uh, we know that whether it's celebrity chefs, celebrity venues, celebrity destinations. These restaurants now are synonymous with a destination. They define us, especially in Miami, one of our greatest strengths. If you look at, and when your reader or your audience listens or sees Bon Appetit, the magazine, it features uh, eight restaurants that they wanted to highlight in seven different neighborhoods, right? So whether it's Wynwood, Miami Beach, Coral Gables, Coconut Grove, Little Haiti, Little Havana, Alapata, Little River, you know, that's what makes it so exciting is sometimes these destination restaurants become the defining anchor of that neighborhood that draws visitors. And so this having this recognition helps us promote our diversity. It helps us promote the neighborhoods that we represent. And it really is at the heart of what you talked about when you read that wonderful opening. The, the culture, the diversity, it's reflected in our art, music, and heritage. But, of course, it's also reflected in the, the recipes of these amazing chefs who are inspired by their own culture and heritage. And so it really is a great, I hate to say, a way to serve up the destination, no pun intended, but it really is a great way to bring it all together and over an amazing meal. And because economically, so people are going to see this, they're going to bookmark it, they're coming in. Are there any plans to celebrate this grand honor citywide? Yeah, we're going to be working with our mayor of Miami-Dade County. She's such a wonderful champion of everything good that happens, and so we're going to have a special day early uh, in a couple of weeks where we'll announce, you know, Bon Appetit, Best Food City, get a proclamation or two. Mayors love to give out proclamations. <laughs> yeah, they do. And it's also the great timing, you know, whether it's the the, the um, Michelin Guide coming out, and again, great fanfare last year, the first ever. And that really speaks to the emerging momentum that we have as a food city. Uh, Michelin, first time they did a, 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 a guide for, for Miami having 11 star restaurants in that first guide. Uh, news that there may be more this year in, at the end of the month when it comes out. So That's what I hear. Clearly food and the, the food experience, the chefs, the, the celebrity of it all is just, it, it's right up our sweet spot for what makes Miami so special. I agree. The timing is really perfect. And it was exciting to have the Michelin Guide launch last year as an avid food enthusiast covering the city's dining scene, especially the fine dining scene over the last 10 years. I think it arrived at the perfect time. How did this arrival, as you were saying, tie into Miami's official strategy? So from your strategic point to evolve into one of the nation's strongest culinary leaders. Well, I mean, one of the things we love is people like you. We love influencers and bloggers and people who are journalists and, and lifestyle because you have such a following, right? And it's better coming from you, quite frankly, when you say you love something and, and your fans respect you so much. So that's part of our strategy. We host hundreds of influencers, food writers, travel writers, lifestyle writers. We bring them in from all over the country, all over the world. We, I think last year we hosted over 300 writers. There's only 365 days a year, so it's a full-time. We have a team. That's what they do. 
they take people about. Uh, we put them up in a great hotel, of course, but then they get out. Oh, I need to sign up. I'll just say I'm from Canada. <laughs> exactly. Or, <laughs> I'll stay right there. <laughs> done. Consider it done. That's the Mandarin that Consider I'm looking at right now. <laughs> but um, and, th- and then they go out and they experience the food scene, right? And uh, and we all know this. Our own, We know this from our own behavior and, and our loved ones, right? When the, the plate comes... I, by the way, I can't even eat when the plate comes to my table. My wife has to take five photographs. I, I get it. I have her plate, flash my and plate. Everything. She's like, don't touch it. Don't eat it. Because, of course, she's... And then she posts. Because, you know, there's an adage about marketing. Uh, and it's whether you drive... The car you drive, the purse you wear, the jewelry, the the perfume you have, the, the, the outfit, the jacket, the tie for a man, the shoes we wear. We are what we consume, right? And food is part of that. And so what... What we love to do is show people, show our friends that we're special because we've got, we found that hot new place that everybody's looking to. Everybody wants to go to that hot new undiscovered restaurant, right? And it says something about you when you're in the cool factor because you're there having that experience. And, and that's just, and at the end of the day, families gather around a meal, our loved ones, companions gather around a meal, celebrations are done over a meal. It's just synonymous, it's so synonymous with, with our culture and our life. And it, it's right at the heart of everything and at the heart of a great visitor experience. You know, side note, I just saw a comedian <laughs> said how in 20, 30 years from now, how things have changed about photography. And when our grandparents show us pictures, this is like, Timmy, this is your great grandfather. And he was in World War Two. And this is when we created our company that is now going to be yours and handed down. And years from now, it's going to. It's going to change to, Timmy, this is my breakfast that I had in 1990. And <laughs> You're right. You're right. And this is mom looking in the mirror, doing some kind of duck lips. And <laughs> so to what you're saying, generations have changed. But yeah, it's a big deal now. I mean, I'm guilty. I take thousands of pictures and videos, and, and so I totally get it. Um, so South Florida is definitely having a moment, and I am clearly here for it all. And part of me wants to cream, scream out to the world, I told you so. I feel like everyone's obsessed with Miami right now. But another part of me also worries I'm not going to get reservations anymore. But overall, I'm so proud of Miami. And 2023, as we were saying, is already off to a strong year. With the James Beard semifinalist, the important Bon Appetit designation, and next month's Michelin Guide Ceremony. Where is Miami's culinary scene headed from here, and what does it look like in 2028 or 2033? You know, it's funny. People, it's like asking where is South Beach headed, where is, you know, where, we've been mm-hmm. talking about South Beach now for 30 years, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it just keeps evolving, right? And, and then next thing you know, it's Wynwood, and next thing you know, it's now it's Alapata. Co- Co- Coconut Grove right. has had an incredible resurgence. So I think there's always going to be ebb and flow, right? Uh, uh, there's always going to be that, that new... Uh, hot new place uh, you know in five years from now we'll be talking about all the cool new restaurants in Hialeah and I'm not kidding I'm I am not kidding. Ser- I, okay I'm so uh, happy you uh, said right, that because right. I, mean, I keep it, telling it's, it's I have amazing. friends who want to invest yeah, yeah. and I keep telling them to invest in Hialeah and everyone yeah. ignores me but I mean <laughs> you know for those who are, who are listening that remember Wynwood was there was no Wynwood yes. you know 10 years mm-hmm. ago right 15 right. years ago and and Coral Gables was hit and then it wasn't and was it and what it wasn't and Coconut Grove the same thing even Miami Beach has its ups and downs. Oh, yeah. So, but what we know is when these hot spots open, neighborhoods, destinations, one of the first cool things is that cool new restaurant, right? That's an anchor that really helps define. And and, uh, and again, it's not all just fine dining. And we, some of these places are under a tree. Some of these places are in warehouse districts. Some of these places are out of served out of a food truck. And our fine dining looks a little different. Well, yeah. a lot different than it yeah. does in Chicago and New York. Exactly. 
Well, the weather helps us because we can be so tropical where we can eat out a lot more often. And so, but the the restaurants become showcases themselves, just the aesthetics of the restaurant. And there are, you know, millions of dollars invested in the furniture and the lighting because it's all part of the ambiance, right? And it's all part of that entertainment experience. Any plans, uh, well, that you can give our audience for the Michelin Guide. I, I was really surprised yesterday. This came off of left field, literally, about the the Marlins Park. That's really a really huge venue. Yeah, so we're using that day to do a couple of things. Um, um, Michelin is is going to be the home run, no pun intended. Right? Yes. We're just going to be full of those it, today. <laughs> but we're leading off. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, boom. <laughs> we're leading off with our annual state of the industry uh, presentation, where I, as the president and our chairman Bruce Oros, we just give a kind of a. It's tourism month and tourism week, and so we're we're kind of using that opportunity. We do it every year to kind of talk about where we are, the the big conventions that we've secured for the future, how things are going. And then we're ending it with this amazing celebration of celebrating these chefs from all over. It's uh, all over Florida. Our colleagues from Tampa and Orlando are also coming down to join us. And it, and I have to tell you, I remember last year, one of these chefs was 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 acknowledged. He was crying. Just think about the passion and think about his yeah. journey. Having, I I was blessed to be there, and I I couldn't it, even sleep. It was no, such an I mean, emotional. But night. But you see these yes. the excitement of these chefs. They have often started in the back work their way up, learning from someone else perhaps, being second, and then it's their own place. And they had to get the investors, and they had to pay the bills, and they had to hire the staff, and then they had to get recognized. And all of a sudden, they're being recognized as one of the best among their peers. And it's just an accomplishment like none other. That I've, it was just a, It's a beautiful thing. And I think that's what's at the beauty of all this. All chefs want other chefs to succeed. It's almost like floating tides, high tides float all ships. A thriving restaurant community helps every restaurant in it. So there is competition, of course. Where are you going to go next Saturday night? But these chefs know that celebrating food starts with them, but also their their fellow men and women chefs. And it's just a wonderful community that they've created. It's just exciting. And yesterday was a little bit, I mean, it was kind of a little crazy in the morning when, when the news broke uh, of it being such a big venue. So I'm excited for whatever comes of that and hopefully it sounds like it's going to be just a little bigger than last year yeah well be- it's going to be a lot of fun because of the location so i read you're an avid cook but you can can you tell me more of your favorite dining spots in the city when you need a break for celebrations yeah. well i love you know it's funny I'm, i grew up on a farm i'm the youngest of a big family so the smallest the youngest i stayed back when they were working outside and i was the cook so I had, you talk about a lot of peer pressure, right? I was just going to say that's a lot <laughs> of pressure. And then I worked in college. I also worked at a restaurant. I was a sous chef. And I just love cooking. And, and my wife's an avid chef as well. That's how we met. Uh, and food is synonymous with, you know, Friday night at our house is go to the grocery store. It's like going to the library or going to, you know, check out the, the, the old days when you'd go check out the videos or the, the records, right? I'm dating myself. But we go to the, we, we go to the grocery <laughs> store like going to, and to Publix. It's like picking. Let's, we make up our own recipes. We test things over a good bottle of wine, of course. And, and just the, the food experience is something that you can share, right? That's synonymous. So I love, I love cooking. I love eating. We love all our children, though. So I can't, as as a representative of the Convention of Israel Bureau, I can't say I have a favorite because, of course, they're all my favorites, I, right? Not a favorite. No. That's why I specifically no. said a no. breaker celebration. Yeah. I didn't want to put you well, too much on the spot. You know, I, I have to tell you, anytime somebody comes to visit here or an important client, yeah. 
Joe Stonecrab is so synonymous Classic. with success right. and, and with so unique, to, so uniquely Miami, right? And so that's a great spot to bring guests, out-of-town guests, out-of-town clients. Uh, and because it's only six months of the year, you know, it's kind of a, you got to get it in there and get it done because it's, it's almost over before it starts, right? So there, there's nothing quite as special as, as getting at Joe's and getting some stone crabs. And, and it's so Miami, right? The key lime pie, the, the stone crabs. And what a beautiful venue on, on south of 5th. I agree. That's it? That's your only one? You know, I'm you a... You have to give me at least two more. <laughs> well, no, I mean, again, my wife, uh, we love... I actually have to tell you, we love hole-in-the-wall places because yeah. because of my work, and, and as you know, but sometimes that's you go to all these fancy places, right. it can become numbing after a while, right? Mm -hmm. But there's nothing get, like a little... I get palate fatigue yeah, sometimes. Yeah, palate fatigue. <laughs> but there's nothing like going to that little hole-in-the-wall place. So for us, it's a strip plaza down the road from our house. It's a little Chinese place. And it's almost like the soup Nazi from the Steinfeld days. Yes, you have to know. They're so they're so mean it. to us. <laughs> so mean to us, but you love but the, the food. Is so good. <laughs> there's there's a, a sandwich place in Plantation that I love to go to, and I tell everyone it's it's super clean and it's delicious. But you have got to follow the rules, and yeah. the rules there is they have on the wall they have these sheets, which he uses then to wrap your after the sandwich is wrapped with plastic. He wraps your order form. So you took it from the wall, you take a pencil, you write down what you want, and he wraps it with it. So there's no question, like if you say, I didn't want onions, well, it's written. Yeah, he's got, and he's, he's got some experience on that. Yes, and he does it one at a time, yeah. regardless of the line, without being flustered. He never even looks up. He just does it. He's a machine. He's a machine. If you don't like it, there's the door. But let's sandwich, what? The sandwich Nazi. Oh, my God. He's amazing. So I totally get it. But I, I love the abuse. I don't care. I go. I get my little paper. I stay quiet. I just give it to him, and I'm done. So I, I can totally understand that. Um, anything else you would like to say to our community that we have not yet covered? No. I mean, A, get out and support your, you know, again, think about the, the and I hate to go back to COVID. We've, we've gone so far now. Yeah. But just think about how hard it was for the restaurant community for so long. And, they, and they've struggled, uh, and they're back. And so, but get out there and support your favorite chef and, and the men and women who work in that restaurant and, and, uh, and, and make sure that you keep patronizing your favorite places because they need us. They, those chefs need us, right? Um, but what a great way to celebrate our city. Uh, you know. And I remember back, of course, decades ago when we started Miami Spice, right? That was mm -hmm. part of that strategy yeah. of celebrating. What year did that start? Was it like 10? 1993? 90s? 90s, believe it or not. Oh. Miami Spice. Okay. But uh, I think around 97 would be my guess. But I should know. But Was it always called Miami Spice? Yeah, the Miami Spice Restaurant Month. And, and again, the South Beach Wine and Food Festival, there's so many events that define us uh, over a, a, an amazing meal. Uh, and so we're just blessed to have all the assets that we have. And it's a great way to share our city with the world. It is. And the it, world is noticing. Clearly, they have. And any words of encouragement to our uh, next month uh, candidates for Michelin, our chefs who are now sweating it? <laughs> well, I mean, Oof. and you know, I think... I think It'll be interesting. I, th I think it challenges all of them to raise their game a little I bit. I agree. I'm aware of a couple of chefs who came short, just a bit short, and they were discouraged. I, I, I can't wait to see them get their due recognition. Yeah. But I think that competition is where they are upping their game. Uh, that brings that extra edge, right, to a, a chef who's a performer and an entertainer with his or her ability to put on that food uh, in a way that really gets to your heart and your tummy. 
I agree. I'm very excited. And so, David, thank you so much for taking the time to chat hungry. with let's me. Go, You're hungry. Let's go, hungry. <laughs> let's go eat lunch. Let's go eat I wish Lamar was open for lunch. <laughs> I could see it. And thank you, Wet Palette fans, for tuning in to another episode. Remember, you can listen to this and all episodes on all major platforms such as Apple, iHeart, Audible, Spotify, Alexa, or directly on my website at thewetpalette.com. Find me daily on Instagram and Twitter for live updates and all the scoop of Miami's dining scene. As always, from my palette to yours, cheers. Bye.